Hey to all you B-Scientists out there. You are listening to B-Scientist, a podcast by the Black Science Coalition and Institute, or B-Sci. First, thanks for listening to our podcast. Second, if you are listening to this episode, just know this episode was recorded pre-coronavirus. Third, some of the audio quality for this episode may be a little bit bad. So, if you prefer to skip ahead to some of our newest episodes, that would be 100% understandable. However, if you decide to listen to this episode or any other episode, when you hear this noise, that means we just dropped a source that you can look up in our show notes or on bside.org, the official website of Bside. Again, thanks for listening to Be Scientist and enjoy the show. We back in the lab, we making some noise, so go turn your decibels up. Yeah. Black skin, white coat, oh no, who was nice as us? Made Jim a sin, really told us no limits, so we about to take this up. Went from mixing in the kitchen to the lab, and now, now I can make this up. Be side, be scientist, be side, be scientist. We shining a light on the people of color to show them how fly it is. Be side, be scientist, be side, be scientist. We back in the lab with white coats on our back, time to show what time it is. Hey. Welcome to the Bee Scientist Podcast. I'm your co-host and geoarchaeologist, Jordan Chapman, with the genius chemist herself, Jenna Carpenter. How are you, Jenna? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. How are you? Doing okay. Um, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. A lot has happened. A lot has changed in the news and in social media. Yeah, man. It's crazy out here. I mean, we're in an election year now because we're recording in 2020. It's cr- we're in the roaring 20s again, Jen. Roaring 20s. Yeah. Indeed. With a big election year upon us and technology all around us, Jenna. Yeah. You know, speaking of technology, <laughs> <laughs> if you've read the title of today's podcast, right. I'm sure you know by now, but <laughs> technology is interesting. It has... A lot of impact on our society today and it would be cool to see what we both kind of think about that yeah so today me and jenna want to talk about how humans use technology because it, it can be a good thing but it can also be a bad thing depending on who uses it and generally the science behind it isn't inherently destructive and one of the ways that i think pop culture today sees that is through netflix's black mirror which currently is, has about five seasons um, and it puts a lot of these issues on display. So today we're going to talk about some of those current benefits and issues from our use of technology and how it's been shown on Black Mirror. And what are some of our thoughts on that subject? To get things started, we're going to discuss some of the recent news and stories that have been discussed and even compared to Black Mirror. Um, one that I saw recently was Alexandria Askeo-Cortez raising questions about facial recognition, recognition technology at a House Oversight Committee hearing, which was interesting. I know there was one episode of Black Mirror called Nosedive that a lot of people, which is one of the cringiest episodes for me personally, because man, first of all, let's just put out a spoiler notice right now. If you haven't seen Black Mirror, definitely, definitely don't listen to the rest of the <laughs> Yeah, Come back to it. Come back to it after you watch it. These uh, episodes, but. But yeah. <laughs> Um, but there was the one episode Nosedive with Bryce Hollis, Dallas Howard, and that episode is hard. I had to actually stop at a certain point because it was just so awkward and cringy. It's like The Office on like 100 for, at a certain point for me. The Office is already cringy sometimes, but like, man, this episode was really cringy. And But it's about how her entire world is based on, the entire world that she lives in is based on 
how people are perceived on their social media accounts. And everyone's rated on a scale of one to five. And that affects where they can live, how they travel and things like that. And one of the weird ways we can see that today is that apparently China has a social credit score system that has been compared to this very same system on Black Mirror. And it was only introduced maybe a year or two ago in China. Wow. And it was about the same time that that episode happened. So there are a couple of news articles that we've put in the show descriptions that kind of get in there. You know, speaking of, I do recall uh, the very popular app called WeChat mm -hmm. as a way that people typically communicate uh, most often in China. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's a social media platform and it's how a lot of news is, is introduced, but of course with the many laws in China, there are several restrictions mm -hmm. uh, based on how people can use what they say uh, in certain contexts. Right. So I see. It's interesting. Um, social media, man, it's crazy. Um, and then again, we're in an election year. So I remember, and if you remember 2016, that's a big topic right now, especially since as we're recording this, the Senate impeachment trials are going on and a lot of issues are being raised about that. How is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? How are all those big social, even Google, how are all those big social media and search engines, engines going to handle the wave of like misinformation and fake news that's going to start coming out? I know Facebook recently announced that they're going to have like a fact-checking thing going on around this time, but we'll It's see. hard to say when you're up against a big corporation Yeah. Who, its main goal is to make money. Yeah, it's so it's tough. It'll be interesting to see how they uh, align their morals and ethics and things of that nature. Right. Um, but yeah, especially with the impeachment hearing, mm -hmm. it is quite interesting how they have set up mm -hmm. restrictions on how reporters can broadcast. Mm -hmm. Even on C-SPAN, they've reduced the uh, amount of viewing time. Which really? is a public network. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. It's not a, a it's not a huge amount of time being taken away, mm -hmm. but it's enough to kind of raise your eyebrows and say, why even yeah. not have a full uh, broadcast of this yeah. process? Uh, so it's just kind of interesting to see how, even with something as as you know concrete as a trial, mm -hmm. people who are in a room and physically there, you know, it's interesting to see how. Even in that moment, we can't see everything. Yeah. So. I mean, it's interesting because, like, you don't necessarily, like, because technology is so ingrained in our culture now, and, like, just how we live our lives, you don't necessarily need to be an expert in the technology itself to use it. Right. Even if you, so even if you don't have, like, that expertise to use it, you can still use it for that, for good, bad, or, like, just neutral reasons. Mm -hmm. But even that deeper understanding of, like, knowledge going behind like the technology still could produce potential biases honestly because That's true there's um a researcher at uh one of the uc schools her name's but her name is safia nobel and she wrote a book called the algorithms of oppression which talks about some of the racial biases that some of these algorithms can have like inherently put in them because Silicon Valley is mostly dominated by, you know, millennial white males. And it's on the one hand, like, yeah, like these technologies have been really useful and helpful in a lot of ways and have helped people connect. 
But on the other hand, when you're developing apps that are supposed to be doing things like facial recognition and you have inherent advice and you're using people in your office to set the baseline data for how this facial recognition technology recognizes faces and you don't have a diverse set of employees, then suddenly, you know, employees of color and if you only have a few employees of color and a larger population of people of color who aren't being represented in that baseline data, then suddenly you have a weird, super biased algorithm and it's no other way to say it besides that. There's uh, there's also, uh, with a lot of filters on Snapchat yeah, mm-hmm. and Instagram that won't even pick up a face mm-hmm. that might have a darker complexion. Yeah. Which is interesting because, you know, if it's a filter and you have eyes and a mouth and nose, right. you know, you would imagine you mm-hmm. should be picked up pretty easily. You so would think. You would think so. But yeah. someone, I mean, at the end of the day, it's hard to say what the intention is mm-hmm. of the original developer. Yeah. But you do have to ask yourself, you know, why, why in mm-hmm. these cases does that always kind of come up? Yeah, I mean, I guess it just goes back to the larger, like, issue that, it's already a lot less people of color in those fields so it just seems like it's being reflected because again we make humans make the technology and it's not above us necessarily it's very much a product of ourselves and we're being we're reflecting ourselves through the creation of technology basically if mm-hmm. you're biased when you make something even if, even if you don't because i will give Silicon Valley the benefit of the doubt and say they're not intentionally making biased apps or search engines. But the beauty of technology is Mm -hmm. that they get instant feedback. Yeah. Instant feedback. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you're getting that much feedback and you have all this access to information from your users, Mm -hmm. you have to go into it, I feel like, knowing that you're not going to create something perfect, but Mm -hmm. wanting to craft it in a way that is inclusive yeah that's the very least i feel is no that's definitely fair i mean yeah i'm and then it goes to privacy laws itself too like because how many people are opting in and out of these apps and like are you even allowed to be opting in and out of these apps because sometimes you just push the user agreement and you don't know what it's really recording and i mean there's a whole oh you should definitely use it read every user agreement but no one really does and it's like even people who are experts in these things don't necessarily read them themselves, to be honest. It's just more like a legal thing, and it just becomes an issue because we don't necessarily know what some of these big data companies like or these big social media platforms are necessarily doing with the data besides selling it to other data companies to figure out what product to sell you. So we don't really know. We don't. So it does become a black box in a way where mm-hmm. you put in a certain amount of information, it spits something back out to you. So it's easy to fall into that system and then with other biases it's not it's not a perfect system so it's it is really it's a multifaceted problem and it's agreed yeah it's still new right we're we're evolving with it there's lots to be learned Mm -hmm. it's i mean we live in a time where change is constant so right again we we just hit the 20s and so much has changed from i remember I remember Y2K. We're so far beyond that now. Like, if I remember, oh, the computers won't be able to recognize the number 2000. And now it's like the computer can recognize potentially your face or not recognize it. And I mean, even with the self driving cars, like, it's like how, like, because at least two people I know have died in like 
self-driving car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I, not, well, not me personally, but people have but died. Not no, not me. Oh. I don't know. I was gonna say <laughs> no. Oh, I don't know goodness. anyone. No, um, but they've been testing self-driving cars, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Down in like. I, th- I know they had an Uber incident. Yeah, exactly. I think um, in California, something like that. Where, but it, part of it is like did it recognize the human figure and if we're going to like trust technology enough for it's going to be an automated vehicle on the road with the potential of just killing somebody it's hard to you you would hope that that technology has advanced to the point where it can be used that way but even like the teslas like people are like just saying hey if it's autopilot then like just let it be on autopilot but it's not necessarily autopilot it's like right. it will just stay in this lane at a certain speed mm-hmm. so you still need you're not supposed to fall asleep behind the wheel when you're right. doing that there have been reports that people who have teslas have been doing exactly that thing right. so yeah that's a really good point like mm-hmm. you know are we using technology to benefit ourselves or are we just being complacent with yeah. what it does for us that's really that's a great question it's really hard to answer it is hard don't don't really have an answer honestly <laughs> not really yeah yeah that's why i really like that uh you know we decided to compare these to black mirror episodes mm-hmm. because in a way they're just like the twilight zone where it kind of forces you to you know i don't know if you want to call it like a moral dilemma mm-hmm. with how like social norms yeah more so with the twilight zone but mm-hmm. with black mirror i think it really speaks to current societal norms and future yeah for sure there's so, a lot of episodes in black mirror that deal with those big futuristic questions about just what happens if technology advances to this point so yeah i think yeah, that's a good point that's why i think it's so important that we're talking about it today because mm-hmm. in a way we are given this technology mm-hmm. you know this product of technology i guess you could say of black mirror mm-hmm. if you want to yeah. call it that oh, oh i see and then we need to you know figure out how we want to use this information right fair points um so yeah uh what about how do we feel about the downsides to it, some of the ways black mirror depicts technology because they're all honestly i would say some i don't and this is just me thinking about because I've watched every episode of Black Mirror a couple times now. Mm-hmm. A, a couple times. Easily. A couple. But, or, or three. Or five, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know. Who's counting? I, I try not to. <laughs> but um, there are a lot of... I would say majority of the episodes in Black Mirror present a very distorted view about technology. Or maybe not distorted, but it's this is the potential bad thing that could happen with mm-hmm. this specific technology. Um yeah, I think it's hard to say that like they come at it completely unbiased. Yeah, that's fair. That's I, yeah. I think that yeah. would be impossible to Here's say. Some more bias. Right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh so one of the biggest fears with Y2K was like that technology would fail, but then there's been a lot of like hysteria about AI technology too. It's like that's always been a thing, like ever since probably like, it's always a fear that automation and AI and like these computers will take over our lives to the yeah. point where they take everything like terminator essentially yeah and that metalhead episode of black mirror is a really good example of that where it's mm-hmm. just and that's in reading some of the background stuff for that episode or behind the scenes uh apparently they were basing out on like real robots that are being built today mm-hmm. it's yeah. like that's really scary yeah that's pretty scary indeed mm-hmm. um yeah metalhead really uh was quite dark it is dark i think for sure the most dramatic 
part of it besides all of the killing. And, uh, <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, the the very last scene where you see what was in the box that they were searching for, it was this box of teddy bears, is just like. That's all they were. That's yeah, it. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't remember just, that part actually. Yeah, they had gone into a warehouse. Yeah. and they found a box and like they were so excited and they're just like, oh wow. I swore it was medicine. Was that medicine? I thought it was. I don't know. I thought it was medicine. If you're saying it's a teddy bear, I'll believe you. Well, I've, there's so many episodes. <laughs> it might all be blurring together. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's a... Yeah. Drawing it back to just okay. the robot and the, the main character uh, is pretty troubling to see the mm-hmm. extent that she had to go through. Yeah. Just to distract this AI <laughs> <laughs> so that she could survive. Yeah. And not, but, you know, she doesn't survive. She but Spoiler. She spoiler, doesn't survive. She definitely definitely dies mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. just seeing actually but i mean it is kind of in a way hopeful mm-hmm. dare i say it because she is smart enough to outsmart right. this thing okay i see know? what you're going for here so mm-hmm. that one's really difficult because it's also we never see the people in charge of who created these bots yeah right that's good they point. get to walk away scot-free mm-hmm. no blood on their hands you know mm-hmm. physically but theoretically lots yeah, I think I think the overall fear is that one day we create the tech because it's always the fear with science in general is that we create the button that can destroy the world and then one day we actually push that button and I mean yeah I mean it's and it's not unrealistic in some ways but it could, uh, personally I do feel like it could be potentially overblown because humans in the same way that we do do bad things we generally do figure out a way to most out. Again, say, I'm a little optimistic about stuff like that. But. No, yeah, that's fair. I, I will say, though, that like even when we do have the opportunity to turn things from, from oh, it's going bad, we should turn back to, yeah, oh, fair. it's too late, <laughs> we have to face what we've done yeah, to ourselves. That's fair. So, no, that's, a, that's an entirely fair point. Even so, Hacking was another episode that, or that's not the name of the episode. Um, the, shut up and dance yeah the hacking episode is a really that's another really really dark episode. i feel like Pretty that's one dark. of the like if metal hits like those are really dark episodes mm-hmm. to me like those in i don't feel like those are the darkest episodes honestly yeah no for sure mm-hmm. we're um, gonna get into it but like right now those aren't the darkest oh, episodes yeah, no. we're discussing i think we're starting like light yeah <laughs> that's where we're you starting <laughs> Like, it gets so much worse. Right. But yeah, the hacking episode is... That one's super, super dark. Because one, to me, that mirrors ways in which these spam emails and things like that and these robocalls, like, start mm-hmm. coming in. Yeah. Because it is really easy. And I and I will attest to this. It is really easy for someone to send you something and you just went, oh, well, that looks like something I've seen before from mm-hmm. a similar email account. Let yep. me see what's going on. And then for someone to like, just basically fuck with you for a second. And it's mm-hmm. crazy. It's, it's, it is wild how easy it is for people to create these things. Yeah. Make them look authentic and do what they want with that data. I agree. I think this one, uh, as opposed to Metalhead, which mm-hmm. is pretty, I feel like the distinction between who's in control was mm-hmm. a lot more distinct. No, that's fair. But for Shut Up and Dance, I feel like the choices that we make reflect how, you know, what we use social media and Mm -hmm. technology for. Mm -hmm. In this case, the consequences that were dealt were completely, you know, I mean, if you... (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, uh, 
it, it was hard. It was hard it's to hard. kind of come to terms with some of the these realities. Yeah. And not I can't I didn't even come to terms with it because it's just unacceptable. Yeah. So there's a really there's a really problematic scene, or you you don't realize how problematic it is until the very end, where you find out that the character you've been you've been following the whole episode is essentially a pedophile. Yeah. And it is so, and that's just, that's something really interesting about Black Mirror is that. It does a lot to talk about how do we feel about the people who use these bad things and do we forgive them or do we just like say, well, that's what they get because they are bad. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking Mm -hmm. because it's like you start and you see this kid, you know, in trouble. Mm -hmm. Your immediate thought is, oh no, what's Mm going to happen to this kid? Right. You know, you don't, even though you know he must have been doing something bad. He must have been doing something bad. Yeah. But you still are like... I hope he makes it out mm-hmm. because that's just our natural that's instinct. That's our natural instinct. We do, I think humans do generally give most things the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But man, it is hard it's to. It's hard. Yeah, once you watch that kid, you're just like. It's hard to give the benefit of the doubt when you're faced with the facts. That is fair. Mm-hmm. So, that's science, too. That's honestly. science. <laughs> yeah. And that's science. <laughs> Yeah, man, it is. That that is. That's a wild ride of an episode right there. Yeah, from start to finish, you're just like, man. It was difficult to watch for sure. Well, it was mostly just difficult to like internally that internal struggle of like, oh, I want this kid to yeah be okay. What's happening? Oh, now he's in this really dire situation. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I don't want him to die. Yeah, and then you're like, wow, wow, interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like it's interesting because when you think about that episode and then there's white bear which is um, that's the episode where there's the prisoner or we don't know she's a prisoner at the beginning of the episode right, right. she's just and even white christmas is the long a very similar line where in white bear there's a woman who wakes up out of a coma essentially and she doesn't know where she is at all he starts walking around and only the only thing she sees are people holding up their cell phones and trying to record her, but they will not talk to her. And she's terrified and she's just running around. And then she meets a few other people who seem to be sane. But by the end of the episode, we find out that she's a prisoner who did something, who was complacent in something really, really terrible. But they're essentially, in my opinion, torturing her mm-hmm. for something that, yeah, she just, and, and it's really bad. And then in White Christmas, a similar thing happens where you start off with a character who did something really bad that we find out later. And then he's also tortured in a very strange way. Mm-hmm. Even Black Wax Museum kind of does a similar thing. There are a lot of Black Mirror yeah. episodes that deal with the prison industrial complex, dare yeah. I say? It's, it's kind of crazy. No, yeah, that's definitely a good point. Mm-hmm. For, with White Bear, I do think it's interesting that they made her to seem innocent in yeah. this and it but to know that mm-hmm. there's very little innocence about this person is yeah. interesting how they allowed that because you do think oh my gosh why are these bystanders who mm-hmm. have no right it doesn't seem like they have any thought other than to record this person mm-hmm do everything but not help them at all yeah not understanding why right because it puts you in that character's shoes Mm -hmm. in that moment Mm -hmm. but then when you're faced with what they did you don't you want no part of that yeah that's true but i mean it's also i really want to i 
want to dig in deeper to these bystanders mm-hmm. as being these essentially just these pawns of their own like self-destruction in a way just okay. because they're not they have they serve no other purpose other than to display mm-hmm. these criminals yeah and then nothing else so, yeah in a, in a sense just using violence as a means of right. entertainment yeah yeah that's it's weird that is weird yeah, I don't know, because for me, like, watching her, it makes me feel, like, I definitely agree that there are bad people in the world, and again, this is me being optimistic, but I don't know if, like, torturing someone continuously for, like, the rest of their life, and especially this really intricate, and there, it almost looks like they're in a suburb somewhere. Yeah. And that's in, like, a really, that's so that's, like, taxpayer money for right. them to, like, like just block off that one particular area like you got an area and then you gotta pay the people who are doing the torturing essentially but then you like subsidize that by allowing regular citizens to come into the prison and like help out with the whole performance that she doesn't know is going on so they make the money back but it's like in a sense it it is kind of like an eye for an eye yeah but, but like yeah. i don't where do we draw the line yeah that's exactly i don't know now <laughs> i'm not so i i don't know but that episode really makes me think sometimes like we're especially when it comes to like these cr- like crazy things like that because like in a white christmas episode a similar not necessarily this to the same like really crazy point that happens in White Bear happens, but in White Christmas the dude he basically kills someone in a moment of like passion and weakness. But then this little girl gets lost because of it, and we're not sure. I don't think we ever truly find out what happens to the little girl. No. But we're we watch in a really weird spin that the guy who actually did it is sitting in a cell but his consciousness that they've extracted from him is being tortured for like something along the lines of a thousand years that's really fucking dark that's pretty dark yeah because you you can't even fathom that amount of time no same Mm. thing over and over again Mm. it really sounds like insanity yeah and i don't and then in a really weird way, I would almost, like, rather it be the other girl and then him just, just be in prison for, like, a, a couple decades. Because if it's, like, the girl from Whitebeard, then I almost understand. It's like, well, at least it's just this. But it's like, I don't know. I don't, and again, I don't know. I don't know, the, I don't know where you draw these lines, Jenna. Well, see, because to me, in a way, you're stealing someone's humanity. Yeah. Which, it's hard to say if they even had any to begin with, with the crimes they've committed. Mm. But... You know, we all start off human. Yeah. I would we say, all start off hopefully. human. I think so. Uh, besides animals and stuff. Right. Uh, Fair enough, I guess. And AI technology, and whatever. AI technology. Uh, but, you know, like, I just can't see being okay with the idea of saying, well, this person was terrible, so now I will take their humanity yeah that's it that's what it feels like that's happening in a lot of yeah especially with white christmas yeah yeah you know Mm -hmm. just like imagining not being able to see anyone Mm, ever again like oof wow talk about a gray area yeah because like (laughs) even if you think about like even though they extract which essentially is just a consciousness because it's not a real thing at that point or it's a real thing but it's not physical it still thinks in the same way that a human would 
And humans aren't really designed to <laughs> think that long about anything ever. That's and a good so point. Mm-hmm. like it is really just it I'd imagine that even that consciousness would be feeling it like to an extent that you could not fathom and it's just that that would that's what gets me about that episode. That's why you know, that episode is hard to watch because of that last scene. I think I just had an epiphany uh, in media res. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, that's kind of how we treat technology. Yeah. You know, that is a real black mirror, if you will. <laughs> that's uh, the second time, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, if you think about it, it's just like, you know, extracting someone's consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's fair. And then feeding it with this thing that you want yeah. it to do. Mm-hmm. Or, or in a sense, it's like using white Christmas as an example to get the answer that they want. Right. You know, it's kind of interesting how we can just play with things right with i feel like technology we don't place any humanity on it we don't not necessarily but i feel like in a lot of these cases mm-hmm. we the viewers have humanity but the punishment is that they don't have any humanity yeah and they're not allowed to mm-hmm. so i'm just trying to figure out how we can process that because i yeah i don't know is that how we are is using that how... technology uh <laughs> And is that okay? I don't know. I, I don't think I will. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess it's not for us to decide all the That's time. True. I would say that it does reflect some ways that we think about how we set up our prisons now because they're not being reintegrated into society. They're very much off in the corner somewhere and they're allowed to rot, but not die almost. It's just like mm-hmm. they're rotting. That gets to a weird conversation about capital punishment. And that brings in black white community in too, because that's essentially what happens. Because there's an African American male who's convicted of a crime that he didn't commit, and then he's sentenced to death. His con- he he dies, and his consciousness is uploaded to a like AI type thing. But it's not for the benefit of anyone. But like you were saying earlier, it's for just for entertainment because it's used to fuel that museum and it's like they go in there and they get to pull a switch and watch him die as many times as they want to to the point where even his consciousness is just nothing but like cold essentially and he's not even that consciousness almost clocks out in itself and it's just a really really crazy crazy look at capital punishment to say that these people just like like you were saying like their humanity is deserves to be stripped out almost so. Yeah, I definitely think, it, just to make the point clear that generally speaking, the percentage of African Americans, mm-hmm. people of Hispanic or, you know, Latin American descent in general, black and brown people mm-hmm. in general are always at a higher rate to yeah. be in prison than any other race, which is... Yeah, and I think, and then again, America has the highest rate, like highest number of prisoners in the world so that's also really a really disturbing way we view like how the prison system is set up and it's it's crazy um before we get off of like the downside to technology i did want to bring up high tech warfare from the episode man against fire where essentially and i think this also bring goes back to metalhead a little bit too where technology is used to automate violence in a way and so in man against fire they implant a device into the bonds of their soldiers that essentially allows them to become super soldiers but one of those devices one of sorry let me backtrack um one of the aspects of that device is that it allows the military itself to control what the the soldiers perceive to be the enemy and they make them look grotesque and then we find out later that they are actually just people and 
that the military is doing is so that the soldiers themselves don't find any humanity again in those enemies. And I think that goes back to what you were just saying in that mm-hmm. a lot of the episodes of Black Mirror script certain people away from your humanity and to make the point maybe that we do just put we just we do just view technology as a way to do certain things to just strip it of like how we should maybe perceive people i don't know maybe i'm rambling no it's that's definitely a good point i mean using technology to change someone's perception Mm -hmm. is so dangerous yeah yeah and you know i think especially with the way that we currently are using technology Mm -hmm. which is i would say somewhat irresponsible i would Um, agree for the most part especially since we just become so complacent with Mm -hmm. what it spits out back to us yeah and we don't really follow up on a lot mm-hmm. of things in that way definitely seeing technology as a way of like i don't want to say i don't want to say cleansing because that just feels very intense and strong and okay all. <laughs> all right what but you got? just you know modifying our our perception that's all i can come back to you right so let's use that to segue into what the potential benefits could be because yes there are like some in that so there are some episodes of Black Mirror that are more lighthearted and like allow for technology to find a positive experience in our lives, or at least in the lives of the characters that are in Black Mirror. The ones that I tend to think of are San Junipero, Hang the DJ, and Strike and Vipers, which is one of the newer episodes with uh, Anthony Mackie. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost so good. San Junipero, I think provides maybe the best example about how there could be benefits to technology because one we see a lesbian couple find each other almost in a way that they wouldn't have before because of the technology allows them to connect but we find out that one of the women in that couple and is terminally ill and we found out that she's essentially a vegetable mm-hmm. and has been for a long time right yeah is that what's yeah okay and it's just like, if not for the way technology worked in that episode, then she would not have met that person because the technology allows her to live in the fantasy world, which is a good thing in this case because it's like she gets to experience life in a way she could not have because of her essentially vegetative um, state. So Yeah, and it gives her a voice. Yeah, you know, exactly. Where otherwise she wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is really hopeful just because it kind of lets us know that not everything has to be dire. Yeah. And forever. Right. I, forever in the sense that like once you die, that's where we cut it off. Mm-hmm. You get no more exploring yourself, your, your understanding yeah. of... Of everything, right? I don't know. No, that's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a it was a really good, great episode actually. Yeah, um, and Hang the DJ for sure was interesting because it much different from San Junipero, which mm-hmm. had its moments of like conflict with just deciding to, you know, upload your consciousness again. Yeah. Using this extracting your consciousness to in this way i see them kind of fighting against the technology they do yeah that makes a lot of sense so Mm -hmm. uh, seeing that kind of like is hopeful for sure just because it's saying that like or at least in my viewpoint it's Mm -hmm. saying that technology is not something that we require okay i like that point yeah that's fair but it did you know help them Mm -hmm. at the very least find each other yeah so i think i think bar none that 
even with all of the things technology does do wrong, that connection is the one thread that I would say the most beneficial because it has allowed like people who could never talk to each other otherwise to connect. Like even if the internet can be a really dark and just crazy place, at least some people do find that connection and maybe that's worth it sometimes. I don't mm-hmm. think that's probably your point too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Striking Vipers, I, I also think, provides another interesting look into that because you have another gay couple. Loving the representation. Yeah. They're, and then you got Anthony Mackie, and I forget his name right now, but he plays in Aquaman. And he is also in um, Watchmen on HBO. I'm not going to spoil anything about Watchmen, because if you haven't seen it, I do recommend it. But he's in that. and Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. There he is. <laughs> what a great name. That's a great name. He's killing it out yeah, here. Yeah, killing it. Yeah. Um, so they're best friends in college. They both play a game, and VR technology allows them to experience everything that happens in the game we see their relationship turn from a one that's friendship to one that is kind of romantic that part's a little bit debatable it seems because anthony mackie's character is not necessarily like super keen to it for a while and it seems and then yaya's character is very up for it but he doesn't see it necessarily as a homosexual thing but it could definitely be taken that way and they both become like kind of confused about the whole thing at the end of the episode they kind of come to an understanding that they don't both enjoy that relationship that it turns more romantic and sexual and they go along with it they don't do as much at the end because they made an agreement because anthony mackie's character is actually married uh, in a hetero in a heterosexual relationship very much in conflict with what they both thought of themselves before but the technology allowed them to explore it and explore something. I don't think, and I don't think that's something. Even that pairing and that grouping of people, I don't think that would have happened without technology. And it's not, yeah. and it's not a bad thing. We see everyone is way happier after like that, or at least they seem to be happier after that whole interaction happens. I agree. Yeah, that's just like in video games. I mean, when we, I mean, that's it, the direct connection that mm-hmm. I'm making that you know we don't have to put on face yeah right Mm. when we play video games we can just be ourselves that's fair unrepressed of any emotions that we feel Mm. or want to express so i feel like in that sense it's a really great outlet for sure Mm. uh just in terms of like finding ourselves in a way Mm. i don't know but for sure i think it's important to note that especially with the representation Mm -hmm. of black men Mm. uh, that's fair i think it's really great just mm-hmm. because men in general are always told to repress these feelings mm-hmm. you know that there's no way that having those kind of feelings can work mm-hmm. in any in any situation yeah, yeah, yeah right agreed so for them to be able to find common ground even in the midst of this yeah turmoil of a relationship yeah you know with not just them but mm-hmm. their partner you know mm-hmm. involved and figuring out where is this okay where is this not okay yeah but being able to like still discuss right you know, that makes and not sense. be swallowed up by what like society's telling them to do basically and they're just yeah and it's just a good way to see like you were saying you see black men who generally don't who aren't depicted in that way and on movies tv shows in any capacity really get together that way and it's it's honestly sometimes I watch it and I'm like I still don't know the status of their relationship and how that works 
but it's not for me to understand honestly it's like that's how they want to do themselves like that's how they want to live and that's i think it's fine yeah yeah i will say though it is strange Mm -hmm. how we do have to disconnect ourselves from who we are Mm -hmm. as people in order to do that that is fair because that can be dangerous but yeah but that's another point to like why technology allows us to be those people sometimes you know we even if we are putting on a different mask or in this case a different avatar or character it still allows us to embody that space and feel safe in that space and then do the things that we want to do because of it and that's it i think that's a good way for technology to see ways for sometimes again could that be taken in really bad ways for sure because in the same way that you could pretend to be something and essentially like and shut up and dance hack someone and make them do what you want but again positive point is that they found each other and and all three of those episodes from San Junipero, Hanging DJ, and Striking Vipers, we see different couples come together because of it. So, And then one of them is essentially a polyamorous couple in Striking Vipers, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like it did turn into a polyamorous, mm-hmm. polyamorous relationship. Kind of, yeah. Um, which is also kind of refreshing because it's not like, well, that gets into a whole other mm-hmm. episode, but cool. no, yeah, it's, I, I like the idea of being able to use technology in this way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know of any other moments. I, I, I think, um, I forget the name of the episode right now, but it's the one where the dude has the thing in his eyes and he can like record and oh, like yeah. play things back. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, if you know the episode I'm talking about, I'm not, so so essentially we found out, spoiler, but that his wife has been cheating on him. So I'm not going to spin that to say that the technology is good for that reason. I will present it to say that it's good because they essentially expanded his memory base and everyone's memory base, because that can be really challenging for, especially as, let's say you have dementia or something or Alzheimer's and you're like, I cannot remember that thing that was really important. Mm-hmm. two days ago you could just rewind it back and that would be a benefit but again point of like it depends on who's using it mm-hmm. in a way that he used it he became really obsessed with it and overanalyzed everything and it mm-hmm. became really bad but again it depends on who's using it so there's that and yeah so what are so let's wrap it up jenna what yeah. are some of the main takeaways we get from Black Mirror and talking about how technology is in our society and how it's used. I'd say that technology is, uh, it's a broad spectrum, Mm -hmm. right? So how we use it kind of reflects in that spectrum of how knowledge works. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Uh, But I think it's something that we can utilize in a positive way yeah um but it can also be you know i keep saying the word dangerous no i feel like dangerous (laughs) is a good word for it is that somewhat accurate i think it's accurate yeah um but you know it's it's difficult because you just kind of have to think of it in a moral Mm -hmm. and ethical standpoint because we you know ourselves are using ai Mm -hmm. you know with the new, you know, she, a citizen, mm-hmm. Sophia, 
um, the AI bot. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. is talking and yeah. formulates thoughts and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're now placing humanity onto technology. So in I, that way, you want to talk? You have something to talk I just thought of another Black Mirror episode, actually. I forget which one it is. It has, I forget her name, actually. But if you ever watch um, Marvel's... Peggy Carter, she's Peggy Carter in the episode where like they essentially her husband or boyfriend dies and then she gets someone like subscribes her to some program that allows her to talk to him based off of the text messages that they had and this this, this sounds familiar, right? It sounds familiar. Yeah, so like she she gets this technology. She's able to chat with them like a chat bot, basically. She can talk to them like through text messages and emails. But then, as the episode goes on, it gets progressively more like he gets progressively more human because the technology advances. It's like, oh, do you want to try out this actual physical person who can like mirror essentially everything that your person did? He looks like him. He's supposed to move like him, but. She feels like there's just something missing, and maybe it's the humanity. And I mean, I'm sure it is because he's not necessarily human. But it, and that so that it's another gray area where it's it provides a way for somebody to grieve, but at the same time, it goes it becomes problematic because she relies on that ability for it to allow her to grieve too much to where she starts to think of it. She was hoping that would be more of a replacement for something she lost, but it can't really replace him or her original partner so it becomes really difficult for her at the end of the episode but yeah i mean i think there's just a lot of gray area in some of this stuff there is a lot of gray area and i think the only thing we can really get out of it is what we put into it and so we just have to be smart about how we Mm -hmm. uh do that go about doing that and Mm -hmm. it takes you know diverse representation not just you know a bunch of white dudes in Silicon Valley, right? Yeah. So, and not to say that Silicon Valley is going to just, you know, do, but... We're not trying to act Silicon Valley just because it has a whole bunch of white dudes in it. We're right. just asking that it becomes a little bit more inclusive and acknowledges the biases right. that is there. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not, I'm not just looking at skin color. I'm also looking at, you know, knowledgeable people Fair. in different areas. Mm-hmm. I think it's a collective effort. Yeah. And not just people who understand how to create technology. Mm-hmm. So on that note, let's get out of here, Jenna. All right. All righty then. This has been the Be Scientist Podcast. And I am your host, Jordan Chapman. As always, we have... Jana Carpenter. And we're going to see you next time. All right, guys. Peace out. And don't forget to be scientists. Be Scientist is a podcast by the Black Science Coalition Institute or B-Side. Host and producers are Jenna Carpenter and Jordan Chapman. Special thanks to Michael Mycaster Marshall and the Plaza Abbey Studios. Intro and outro beat produced by Delarillo and lyrics are by Ed Gunna. If you would like to donate to B-Side, visit us on bside.org or donate to our PayPal at paypal.me backslash the B-Side. Thanks for listening to B-Scientist.